welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. I hope you're having a great week. Do you feel excited when you wake up in the morning? Are you passionate about your interests? Too many of us just drift through our days and our lives without a burning desire for anything. Well, Zig wants to get us revved up in this podcast. Let's turn it up and listen to Zig. I'll be back to recap. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You might say, but Zig, uh, let me tell you about that son of mine or that daughter of mine. Or let me tell you about some of the workers. They don't really have any desire. They're content to go through life in mediocrity. I do everything I can. I cannot get them inspired. Why is desire so important? Well, desire is what changes the hot water of mediocrity to the steam of outstanding success. Little things do make big differences in life. For example, if my watch is four hours wrong, I have no problem whatever with it. I can instantly tell that if I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. But if my watch is four minutes wrong, ladies and gentlemen, uh, then that can create serious problems. If I'm supposed to be on that airplane at 2.55 and I get there at 2.59, you know what the deal is. I made it with the airlines that if I was not there, when they got ready to go, they were just to go ahead without me. And I found out last summer that they live up to their end of the agreement. I also found out that those suckers are easier to catch before they leave the ground. It's the little things that make the big difference. It's the part of the blanket that hangs over the bed that keeps you warm. And if you don't believe that, you've never been in the military and been short-sheeted. I can just tell you that right now. How many of you salespeople, for example, on the sales you almost make, what's your average profit? Okay. How many of you sales managers have ever had a salesperson come to you and say, hey, don't give me full commission on this one. I just barely did make it. I mean, half commission would be okay. You see what I'm saying is the difference between success and failure is frequently measured in just minute amounts. Suppose people, though, still say, I don't want to do it. Well, let me say this. A lot of people who say they don't want to are really saying I don't 
believe I can. The picture I have of myself is that of a loser. And so what we've got to do is work on their confidence and their self-esteem. Convince them that they can and desire will be born. You know, uh, I read the newspaper every day. Now, a lot of times uh, people say, well, I avoid the newspaper so full of bad news. I'm here to tell you, folks, you can find whatever you look for. For 10 years, I taught a large Sunday school class 48 weeks out of the year. And I always started that class by reading the newspaper to the class. I would read them the good news they might have missed that week because I can absolutely guarantee you any newspaper in America of any, any city of size, I can take any paper and I can find something in it that is optimistic and upbeat and I can use that day in my life. It depends on what you're looking for. A lot of people, as I said earlier, find fault like there was a reward for it. We need to start looking for some of the good things. Let me give you an example. This past week, uh, there was a beautiful article on May 23rd in the uh, Dallas Morning News. Some of you undoubtedly saw it. Steve Blow is the columnist who was writing, and he's talking about Tony Casillas, you know, the big tackle for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. He'd been over to Dallas Sunset High School earlier, and he told the kids, the eight of you who has the most improvement in attendance and the most improvement in your grades, I'm going to take you out to dinner. Well, the competition was really tough. Uh, one of the uh, winners was Israel Ramirez. Now, Israel uh, was an interesting uh, young man. Uh, he was making D's, E's, and F's on his grade. He got involved in this competition. He ended up on the honor roll. And as he put it, one of the things that happened along the way, he changed his friends. The friends he'd been running with, you know, were D's and F's and dropouts and this kind of kid, and he changed his uh, friends. The L.A. Times did an extensive article and said uh, that people who go to the top invariably at one time in their life make a conscious decision to associate with winners instead of losers. And you know, the Bible says, Be not deceived, evil companions corrupt good morals. I can tell you, I haven't worked in the drug war an awful long time, that if a youngster is running with kids who are doing drugs, the odds are eight times as great that he also or she also is going to get involved in drugs. That's where peer pressure comes about. You get in that kind of a situation. In the book of Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter, the 8th verse, uh, God says, if some of these guys don't want to fight, if they have a spirit of fear, send them home because they will pollute and influence the others. That'll make them scared and then we end up losing the battle. Associate with the right people is the message. The David Leipzig story, I brought that in there as well. One of the uh, winners was a young man named Raymond Sanchez. Now Raymond had been taught right. His mom had brought him up on the right principle, but when he moved to the eighth grade, and incidentally, parents, when your child changes schools, in other words, when they leave a smaller school and go to a higher grade, many times it's a bigger school. Now they've got to make new friends. And many times, the kids who are involved in sexual activity and gangs and thievery and this sort of thing simply look upon them as, fre- 
fresh meat and they zero in on them and a lot of times a child wants to be accepted by just about anybody moving into a new school. There's your danger zone. That's where we really need to keep our eyes open. Well, when uh, Raymond went to this new school, he noticed there was an eighth grader there who literally ran the school. It was pretty cool. And so he started dressing like him, cutting his hair like him, walking like him, talking like him. And uh, he was in charge of drugs there. And soon uh, Raymond was selling drugs. It started out as selling pot. It later moved to uh, cocaine and, uh, and Corvettes, literally. One time, 80 people in his gang. And then the drive-by shooting started, and he realized that uh, things were not going well. And when you look at influence, it works both ways. His girlfriend was going to Dallas Can Academy. And that's what this Steve Blow article is about there. And uh, she was saying, uh, Raymond, this is a wonderful school. I'm learning some tremendous things. And so he decided to get into that school. It consists entirely of dropouts and kids that are in trouble. His girlfriend influenced him for the good. The bottom line is he realized after he'd been there a couple of days that he his life was miserable. He had money and cars and girls and everything else, but he realized his life was miserable and he bought in to this idea. He graduated as the valedictorian of his class. The city of Dallas hired him in their gang intervention program, and today he's working with Dallas Can. Grant E. said, uh, who runs the academy, that he really is a unique young man. Now, what other message am I delivering? I'm simply saying this. It's too soon to ever give up on our kids. Sometimes it's tempting. It's too soon to ever give up on yourself. Powerful words. It is too soon to give up on yourself. What can you do this week to keep the motivational fires burning for you? You are on the right track by tuning into this podcast. Don't forget the valuable time you spend in your vehicle can be put to good use as you listen to motivational and inspirational and informational material. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.